Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. When I was a child, Christmas seemed like it lasted forever. Forever, okay? Now my mom went completely over the top, okay? Still does. She's out of control. It, it, Christmas, it's, it's just nuts at, at mom's house. And... Uh, uh, but I, it felt it felt like I got to experience Christmas all year. I mean, just all year all year round. It felt it, it, some years it felt like a leap year thing, like it was four years long. You know what I mean? Like it's just forever. And uh, but 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 yet there's sometimes when it just it just flies by, and it's like, wow, I we didn't even hardly have an opportunity to stop and to celebrate the moment. Right? And I know that Christ wasn't born on December 25th, but we celebrate the birth of our Savior. That's a good thing, right? So religious neat nicks need not apply, okay? Um, but it's, it's, it's those things. It's, it's the celebration of our Savior. It's, it's a wonderful time of year where the world essentially pauses. Everywhere you go, you hear songs of the birth of Christ. Everywhere you go, there's, there's kind of a change of attitude. So you, you know what I'm talking about. There's different music playing. There's, there's just a different, different kind of atmosphere all, everywhere you go. And I love, love, love Christmas time. I love it. And I want to encourage you to take some time and to celebrate Christmas. Here's the deal. You're either going to survive it or you're going to celebrate it. Right? So you might as well celebrate Christmas. I want you to think of those two, two feelings as they relate to, to this morning. When it comes to Christmas right now, how are you feeling? Are you already in survival mode? Right? I, I know for us this year in particular, there are a lot of things on the calendar. There's, there is, it, can, it can steal the joy real quick. Right, just the calendar, just the amount of events, just the things to to accomplish, just the places to be, just just the expectations of others. Come on, somebody, just all the things, all the hoops that you're jumping through, just all the things. Right? How how are we going to celebrate Christmas? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I think I think we ought to just agree together this morning that rather than Rather than survive Christmas, we should celebrate it. How about you? Let's vote. Come on, everybody. Let's vote. We're going to celebrate Christmas. Yes? Yeah, there's still four of you that, it's okay. We're not getting you nothing anyway. You don't have to celebrate. <laughs> um, in honesty, if, if you were to ask me a couple weeks ago, I, I might have chosen to survive, okay? Because looking forward, it was like, I don't know how. I don't even know how it's possible to accomplish the things I need to get done and to, to look at the calendar moving forward and complete all the things. The tension was pretty high. You know what I mean? And, and, and there, there can be tension. There can be tension at home. There can be tension at work. There can be tension everywhere you go. And if you're not, if you're not careful, that, that, that'll overcloud every, it'll cloud over everything else. And, and you will just survive if you survive. But, but I, I really do. I love Christmas. I've always loved Christmas, and I, I want Christmas just to be an amazing time. And so I, I encourage you, take some time and celebrate. Celebrate. Turn to your neighbor tell them celebrate. It's good. 
in The Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren writes this. He says, in relation to Christmas, he says, ironically, at most Christmas parties, the person whose birthday you're supposed to be celebrating is completely ignored. He's never even mentioned. Although Jesus is the reason for the season, he's, over, he's often overlooked and merely or merely mentioned along with Rudolph, Frosty, the snowman, Santa Claus, the Grinch, the elves, and a long list of celebrated fictional characters. He's often overlooked. And that's why we, when we move into this mode of doing Christmas rapidly and just survival mode, what will happen is, is, is because we, it's, it's because we overlook the reason why we celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Savior. Come on, everybody. And, and, and I would say that's, that's true, has been true for our humanity past, and it's true of us today. That that is the case. And so if you feel like you can, buy, sometimes in this holiday time, be in survival mode, chances are you're feeling all the tension because you're overlooking Jesus. Okay? So when you overlook Jesus, you, you merely try to survive. But when you focus on him, we celebrate. We celebrate. Every song, again, is about him. It's it's a beautiful thing to suddenly start changing perspective and see it differently, right? So the the message of today, I want to talk about how we can celebrate Jesus and the, 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 the change that we can have, that we can make to celebrate him, okay? And so my prayer for you today is for us all to understand why we celebrate Christmas. Why do we celebrate it? But I also know, I know that there are people here that are just checking this Christianity thing out. Right? You're just kind of nosing in. If, if I could help you focus on Jesus uh, this season, would you be more interested? Yes, you would. Right? That, let, let me take that step. Let's all take that step a little bit deeper. If, if I could help you to remember to focus on Jesus, to focus on him, not just the parties, not just the baking, not just the shopping, right? But to focus on him, things might look a little bit different for you. That Jesus is not the the reason for the season. If he's not that, there's a problem, right? It's not that you get a little time off. We don't celebrate (laughs) you getting a gift, or your, your willingness to give one. Because here's the truth. You could be just as generous any other day. Right? Isn't that amazing? We feel good about ourselves on Christmas. Like, oh, I got such a good gift. And I had 364 days this year when I did nothing. Come on. Okay. So let's dig in. How, how, how much... Are you ready today? Are you ready? Let's dig in. Luke chapter 2. Luke 2. I encourage people during the Christmas season to read this passage. Read it more than once. The birth of Jesus, right? When you do, you, you won't only find out what happened when Jesus was born, but you see the first people to celebrate him. Not only, not only the kings, not only of the elite, okay? But there were ordinary people there too, right? 
We're going to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about shepherds next week, right? Shepherds. We're going to talk about And so I want you to see this. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says, That night some shepherds were in the field outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terribly frightened, or they were sore afraid, as the, 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 new, the King James Bible says, they were sore afraid. They were terribly frightened, but an angel assured, reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. For everyone. By the way, can I, can I pause on this? How many, how many of you know that in Scripture, angels are always men? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Ladies. Is he an angel? I'm just throwing things in that I think. Just saying. <clears throat> just trying to be biblical around here, you know. <clears throat> Did you answer, Gail? Oh, she's, she's, she's reading. Just keep reading. Just keep reading. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. This is how you will recognize him. You'll find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. I like that, snugly. In strips of cloth. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the wonderful thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they ran to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. Then the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. The shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying and praising God. See, there was, there was something about their encounter with Jesus that triggered something within their soul that made them celebrate. Suddenly, they went from ho-hum, everyday life, to celebration. It says they went back and told who? Everyone. It was, it was, there was something there. There was this uncontrolled excitement. There was this this contagiousness that, 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 that can't come upon them. I, I realize that the text we, we just looked at is about the birth of Jesus, but hidden there is some very appropriate response to Jesus. Do you see it? It's all about celebration. It's all about celebration. Uh, what, what did they do? What did they do? Just about hearing about Jesus, what did they do? It says they... Ran. They ran. Let me ask you an honest question. How many of you, when is the last time you ran in response to news? Right? Listen, nothing's been on fire at my house lately. So it's been a while since I ran. Okay? Um, can, can, <laughs> some of you were like, yeah, that's... Yeah, we, we can tell. Uh, (laughs) 
They told everyone. It says they glorified and praised God. Just a personal question. Can you remember back to the last time when you really encountered Jesus to the point where you had to tell everyone? We just had to tell everyone. Where, where regardless of where you went or who the, who the people were or what situation or circumstance you were in, you just needed to tell everyone the thrill, the thrill of the moment, the thrill of that encounter, the, 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 the excitement that filled you, the thrill of being. Sometimes it's all the way back to when we were a new believer, right? And all of a sudden, going, wait, I'm saved? That's awesome. That's incredible. I'm forgiven? There's this newness about a person, right, who's given their life to Christ. There's this excitement. I see it all the time when I talk to new believers. People grab the Bible, and they actually read it, right? They read even the stuff in the front, all the stiff stuff, where they're trying to work through all the names and the genealogy, and they're, they're like, they come across a name, and they're like, I've never heard that name. That is awesome. Suddenly, they have a biblically named dog. They're excited, right? They're excited, right? Pastor, I was reading in Philippians, right? Hey, uh, Pastor, Malachi, is he the Italian prophet? Right? I read, I read Job, and it, it's about this horrible man's life, and it had nothing to do with his employment. Pastor, why did they name it Job? I love it. Don't you love that stuff? That's Job. Hello? Right? It's Job. <laughs> this week, Amber's Bible professor, one of them cracked up when instead of Philemon, she said Philemon. <laughs> like, that's a New Mexico girl. Right? We died laughing. It was awesome. There's all this enthusiasm, right? Where is that in you? Where is that in you? You don't have to encourage a kid to celebrate Christmas. You don't have to set an alarm clock on Christmas for a child. Why? Because they are in your room early. Okay? Why? Because there's a celebration that everyone's been looking forward to. Church, we need to celebrate Jesus. We need to celebrate him. There needs to be an excitement about us. The world needs to understand. The world needs to, oh, they're, they're different. They're, they're, they're excited. What are they excited? They're just living life. Yeah, but they're connected to Jesus. So there's this excitement, there's this enthusiasm when, when, when that happens, right? When, when that happens, right? New believers, I mean, they'll start naming their children biblical names with their pets, right? Remember? The excitement, it's just awesome. So here's, here's the million-dollar question today. What happened? I'm not talking about your neighbor, I'm talking to you. What happened? Like, leave me out of it. What happened to you? Right? 
What happened? Why did the good news stop being awesome? What happened to your life and the enthusiasm of being a follower of Jesus? How did that, how did that enthusiasm begin to fall away? Why, why isn't Jesus worthy of being celebrated round the, round the calendar? Right? What, what, what took place? The answer is this. The answer is he is still worthy. I want you to realize he is, he is worthy. The problem isn't with his worthiness. It's, it's with our forgetfulness. We're easy to forget. If you're anything like me, and I know that you are, we forget, don't we? We forget. We, we just forget about the wonder and the majesty of who he is. We can forget. So the, the good news evolved into just news, right? It just, it just sometimes, sometimes old news, right? And heard that, been there, eh, Anytime a believer, a follower of Christ is, eh, in their relationship with him, there's a problem. They forgot something, right? They forgot that without him, they have nothing at all. There's no hope. There's no future. There's nothing. The news of God, the news of God's word, the news that was delivered by this angel to these shepherds is, is not, it's not just information. It's transformational, to all humankind, from that point forward, we have so much life going on that we think we we think that we and we worry about this stuff and that stuff that we forget to focus on Him, that we get, forget to focus about on Jesus. Here's here's what I want you to write down in your notes because the essence of what I want to go after really are we a people of forgetting, of forgetting. We're a people of forgetting, and yet our faith is strengthened by remembering. So remember this, I want, you, I, want to, I want to remember all that God has done for me. I want to remember all that God has done for me. I want to remember all that God has done for me. I, I think it'd be good, that's applicable for anybody in your life, for every person in your home, regardless of age or stage, right, of their connection with God. I want to remember everything that God has done for me, right? Everything, every part of who he is, what he's done for me, God, God wants me to remember. As a matter of fact, uh, one of these days I want to do a series on the word remember. How many, you know how many times the word remember is in the Bible? A ton of times. It's used literally hundreds of times. If I start that series, know this, many of you will die before I finish it. I may be one of them. Come on, everybody. If... <laughs> If you're forgetful, you're not alone. And God reminds us to remember, okay? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I, there, there are a long, a long legacy of forgetful followers in Scripture. And I want, I want to show you some of those in the Old Testament. If you go back to the Old Testament, book after book, chapter after chapter, God is, God is, God's followers were so incredibly forgetful. He's providing for them. Right, meeting their needs, loving them, caring for them. The next day, they turn their back on him. <laughs> They're like, they forgot him. They just forgot. They're forgetful, forgetful people. A classic event that many many of us know is, is an event when Moses goes up onto the mountain, right, to meet with God, to receive 
the Ten Commandments. He's gone for a few days. It's a good camping trip. Good camping trips happen over a period of days, not just hours. Come on, somebody. And, and Moses went on a camp trip up the mountain. Praise the Lord. Right, it's biblical. Tell your wife. I just said it right there. So while he's up there, he's gone for a few days. His followers, not just his followers, okay, not just his followers, his key leaders, Who he leaves in charge. They forget about God. And they start melting down their gold to make idols of worship. Just a few days. Just a few days. Why? Because people always want a leader within reach. Write that down. It's not in your notes, but I'd write it down. People always want a leader within reach. And if, if the leader if the leader's not within reach, they'll make up one. That was bonus. That wasn't in my notes. As a matter of fact, there's a, there's a lot of these in Scripture. Um, let's look at this. Exodus chapter 32 says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, quick, go down the mountain. Because God knows everything that's going on, right? He says, go down the mountain. The people you brought up from Egypt have defiled themselves. They've already turned away. Circle turned away. I think those describe us sometimes. Come on, everyone. They've turned away from the way I've commanded them to live. They've made an idol like, like a calf, and they've worshipped and sacrificed to it. You know, you know what's going on. They, they, they took their gold jewelry. They, they took that. They melted it down. They created a, a, a golden image, an idol in the shape of a calf, right? And, it said, and they, they begin to worship and sacrifice that thing. They are saying, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Israel. This type of situation is what comedies are made of, if it wasn't disturbingly true. This would be funny if it wasn't tragic. Come on, everyone. And it's not just in the Old Testament. Look, fast forward to the New Testament. In the New Testament, you have, you have God in the flesh. You have Jesus Christ, right? He's literally God come to earth, born of a virgin, lived his life, grew in wisdom and stature, right? Grew in wisdom and stature and, and, and lived his life amongst mankind, right? <clears throat> Surrounded by his best friends, the disciples, who he calls out. They weren't his friends at first, but he called them to go with him. And when you call a guy to go on mission with you, it's so interesting how often those people become your best friends. Okay? My best friends on the planet are people on mission with me for the cause of Christ. That's who they are. And, and this was how, so Jesus called his closest friends, his, his closest followers, and, and they too are forgetful. <laughs> you, you, may, you may have heard one time Jesus fed 5,000 people by providing a miracle with a couple fish and some loaves of bread, right? Then a few days later, they're dealing with another crowd, and Jesus says, don't let these people go hungry, feed them. And one of the disciples says, where are we going to get the food? Like, dude, do you not remember last week? 
it's Thursday again. Come on, somebody. Do it again. Right? I mean, it's crazy that they didn't just say, hey, 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 a couple, few days ago, that thing with the, the bread and the fish. I'm ready. Do it again. We'll help pass it out. This time include desserts. Jesus, I'm ready to pick up the Twizzlers that are left over. How many of you like Twizzlers? Occasionally. It's not my favorite, but it's all right. Look what Jesus says. Where, where they're going to get the food. Look at him. Look, look in your notes. It says this. Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with, with five loaves and the baskets of food that, that were left over? Don't you remember the 4,000? Because he did it more than once. I fed with seven loaves and the baskets of food left over. Don't you remember? Don't you, don't you forget? Why did you forget? You knuckleheads. Come on, everybody. Right? They, they remind my, me of me often. Because I'm, I'm quick to forget. And ultimately, they remind me of you. Smile at me. Because you too are quick to forget, right? And I hate to stand before you and admit that, but um, as I've walked in my journey with Jesus, there, there, are, there are times when I choose not to celebrate. Now, I changed gears on you there just a second. and I want to say this to you because celebration is a choice. So if you're not celebrating, just understand, listen to me, you've made a choice not to celebrate. It's not that you just, I can't, I can't choose, I can't, I can't choose to celebrate. No, you made it just like it's a choice to celebrate. It's a choice to not celebrate. Come on. Just like it's a choice to pout when you're a child or, or an older child, like 48, 49, maybe, maybe 62, 7. If the shoe fits. Like, like Mr. Russell says, don't go home barefoot. Right, Mike? Yeah, if it works. It's a choice. And uh, I, just, I just want to tell you the world around us watches us choose. They watch us choose. Yesterday I was at a wrestling meet in Taos, junior high wrestling meet. Uh, I got up at 3 in the morning and I didn't kill anything. It's weird for me. I, I, I had a bison buffalo burger, though. It was really good. Five-star burgers. Taos, it was good. So something did die. But, um, you know, an interesting thing when you go to a wrestling meet, th- those matches, they're over real quick, right? And uh, there's a lot of choices that are made. Before, during, and after, every time they get on the mat. And it's interesting to me how often 
you can kind of tell that they've made the choice that they're going to lose. Right? And it's so exciting to me when you see somebody who probably is, I don't know, they're, they're the underdog, right? But they've made a decision that is beyond themselves. And suddenly, they, they accomplish something that's kind of beyond them. Are you following me? And they become victorious in that tiny little space of time. They've made some choices to win or to do everything humanly possible within themselves to position themselves to be able to win, to do the, the, the unimaginable, right? I'm talking little, big, right? The David Goliath thing, the, the I know this sport, I don't know much about this sport, but I'm a gritty little sawed-off little rascal, right? And when the whistle blows, watch me come at you like a Tasmanian devil, Right? There was this one little kid yesterday. I was so impressed with him. He's from another team. And he was, just, he was just gritty. And he lost a few times, but he won just as many. And I was just like, every time I'm expecting him to lose, except for his attitude. Because he, he physically, he, he didn't match up. Right? But the kid had some spunk. He was just gritty. He was just... Like, that's, those are the kind of people I want with me. Right? Right? Come on. Oh, well, yeah, we'll accomplish this. We'll do this. This, this is, and, and not, not pridefully stupid. Hello? Okay? Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Don't, don't, don't do that. But, but I'm talking about somebody that hasn't forgotten why they're in existence. Somebody that hasn't forgotten to celebrate who they are becoming. Come on. And it's because they're connected to a Messiah who allows them to be better than they could act, think, or imagine. More than they could ever be on their own. Right? More than, more, more than they could ever do on their own. Right? Um. We need to celebrate. And we need not forget whose team we're on. Come on, somebody. Um, I'll, I'll even put it this way. I'm not, I'm not even talking about you this morning. Me. I, I'll t- put on me. Derek Stephen Owen. Okay? Okay? That's me. That's, that's me. I need to celebrate more. Okay? I need to celebrate because of J- Jesus in me. I need to celebrate that I'm forgiven. I need to celebrate that I have power in me today. I need to celebrate because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, there's a place reserved for me in heaven. Come on, everybody. Because of Jesus, I can keep growing while I learn to live in relationship with him. And I'm, I'm changing along the way. Right? So there's, is there anyone like me today in here that needs to be reminded. <laughs> okay, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. So, so you know that how they how they reminded people in the Bible 
the followers of God in the Old Testament had tassels. Tassels. I, I recommend we don't bring this back. Okay, little, little tassels that they would wear on their clothing so that when God's people would, would get dressed up, okay, they would see these tassels on their clothes and tassels throughout the day, and that would be a reminder of God's provision and how that they're walking with him. So even as they're walking through the streets, they see people worshiping idols and other things. They might see other followers with these tassels on their clothing, and, and, and they might be, it might be a reminder to them, right? Numbers chapter 15, the tassels will remind you of the commands of the Lord that you are to obey his commands even or instead, excuse me, of following your own desires, going your own ways as you are prone to do. Even today, some Orthodox Jews have these tassels on their prayer shawls, right? But, but I checked tassels.com to see if I could get you some tassels. And they're all out, okay? Couldn't get them here today. And so I came up with another way to help you remember, okay? Uh, I'm going to help you remember to, how to celebrate, okay? So... How do, I, how, do I, how do I celebrate Jesus? I have an idea, and it's a little corny. I'm just going to tell you up front, it's a little corny. Are you with me? Okay. I need you to reach in your pocket, gentlemen, or your purse, ladies, if you have one with you, and I need you to pull out the change that is in your pocket. How many of you don't have change right now? Raise your hand over this. Yeah. You don't have any change. Cashless people. Okay, okay, the government's still printing lots of money. Okay, that's why we're in the situation, one of them, that we're in. Okay, so if you don't have a, if you don't have a coin, raise your hand. Somebody on your row, be generous. My goodness, people, we're going to pray. It's, is this a recession? I know we can't decide if that's words existing anymore. This is indeed a recession. I you to grab some, some change. And, and I was going to do this per person, but I guess we'll have to do it per row. How about that? Somebody on the row, raise up a penny. You got a penny? Who's, on, who's the row representative of the, the penny? Penny. 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 Some of you, this is your 401k right now. <laughs> Here's what I want. I'm going to help you celebrate. You ready? You ready? I want you to, every time you, I drop my penny. <laughs> every time you see a penny, to be reminded that your past is forgiven. Write it in your notes. My past, my penny past. Got it? My past is forgiven. Okay? You're not going to just celebrate your past. You're going to celebrate that your past has been forgiven. Hello. Because of Jesus, we can celebrate the fact that he came to wipe away all of our past. Come on. Please listen carefully. Please listen. There is no past that Jesus can't forgive. You need to hear that. You need to know because I keep hearing your story, some of you, 
of your guilt and your pain over your past. And I hear things like this. I hear things like this. Well, you know, I've just been through a lot. Let me ask you a question. Have you asked for forgiveness? And live it. Then live it. Is your past forgiven? Yes or no? I realize some of you had wild pasts. Okay? Some of you make Jerry Springer look like Gilmore Girls. Okay? I understand you've done some things, right? But there's no past that cannot be forgiven. Okay? This is why Jesus was born. Okay? Your, that's why we celebrate Christmas. Hello? So when you see a penny, remember, my past is what? It's forgiven. Look what he said in Mark chapter 2. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, it's the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Why did Jesus come? To save those who were sinners, those who were lost, who were without him. He was born so that I could be forgiven. Right? If you're here and you don't need to be forgiven, don't ask him. You're good. According to your gospel. Good luck with that. Romans chapter 4. Oh, what joy for those who, whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who, whose sin is no longer counted against them by the Lord. If you've been forgiven of your sins, your, your sins are no longer counted against you. Come on, everybody. You're forgiven, okay? You're forgiven. What am I, what am I, forgive, what am I safe from then? If, if that forgiveness has to, what am I safe from? You're, you're safe from spending eternity without God. That's what you're safe from. That's why you've been forgiven. Come on. That, that would be hell. Eternity without God is hell. Okay? That's why some people are currently living hell on earth without God. Are you with me? Okay? Colossians 1, For he rescued us from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness, and he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has purchased our freedom with his blood and has, and has forgiven all of our Sins. If, if you're here today and you have never taken advantage of God's forgiveness and free gift of salvation, I want you to understand something. It's free. It's free, but it will cost you. Because it costs Him. What's it going to cost you? What's it going to cost you? Is it free for you? Is it free for you? So when you see a penny, I want you to celebrate that your past is forgiven. When you see a nickel, grab a nickel. Come on, grab a nickel. Who's representing nickels on the, on the row? A bunch of broke folk around here. We can, have, we can have a coin offering next week. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> 
A nickel, I want you to I want you to make this representative of right now. A nickel for right now. Because now God's spirit is in me. Now God's spirit is in me. That's why we celebrate. Come on, church. Now we celebrate because his spirit, you can celebrate that when you said yes to God, when you invited him into your life. In, however he does it, come on. And God's spirit lives in you right when? Now. You don't have to go through life alone. Right. Personally, I believe most of the mess we get in our lives is because we forget that God's spirit resides in us. People just forget that God's Spirit is in them, empowering them to live the life that He's called us to live. Come on, everybody. Romans 8 says what? It says, when when God lives and breathes in you as He does, as surely as He did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With His Spirit living in you, your body will be alive as Christ. Alive, track with me for just a second. As God's Spirit lives in you, just as surely, notice that, just as surely as it was in Jesus. John 3, John the Baptist describes the Spirit of God in Jesus. He says, When the Spirit of God was in Jesus, it was without measure and without limit. For God's spirit is upon him without measure and without limit. So if that spirit is still in you, if it's still in you now, think about that. That's without limits. The spirit of God is within you that I can celebrate. Right? I can celebrate that. Because because why? I, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's the same spirit within him that is within me. That God, did, that God of the universe personally and powerfully fills you with his spirit. That's worthy of celebration, right? So when you, when you see a nickel, remember now. Now God's spirit lives in me. Okay, a dime. Get a dime out. Dime. Oh, this one might be one of my favorites. I have a determined destiny. I have a determined destiny. Or in other words, I've got a place in heaven. i got a place with God's presence from now on. If you're a follower of Christ. If you're a follower of Christ, you've been forgiven of sin. You have a personal relationship with him. Your destiny has been determined. Come on, church. There's a place for you in heaven. That is worthy of celebration. Right? Why do we celebrate? We celebrate when my, (laughs) we celebrate because when my life ends, it doesn't end. Look at me. You're going to live forever somewhere. I want you to understand something. Death just kicks the door open to eternity. 
That's all it does. Jesus said in John 5, I assure you those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me will have eternity life or eternal life. When you listen, listen, I want you to get this. This is real quick. When you believe, <laughs> you belong. That's how it works. When you believe, you belong. It says this, they will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death until life. So I want to put everybody on notice. My parents are here. Gail's here. My kids are here. Most of them. Amber's in college. She can hear this later. Here's the thing. When I die, I want my funeral to be a party. I don't care what you do with this. Right? I don't even, if my body's here, if it's not, doesn't matter. Okay? I want it to be a party. Okay? Because I've, I've gone to way too many funerals that aren't a celebration. And I want it to be a celebration. I want there to be laughter. I want stories to be told, jokes to be told. Fun to be poked. Come on. Right? Maybe a little grieving. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want it to be a party. Okay? I've already picked out my funeral song. Bye, bye, bye by the Backstreet Back Boys. I'm out of here. I may be dead, but choreographed dance isn't. Smile at me. And then taco box for everyone. If you know, you know. You don't want to miss it. Romans 5. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful kindness rules instead. I love that word, instead. If I had your notes in my hand, I would circle the word instead. Giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you are a Christ follower, you've got to celebrate that. Come on. You've got to celebrate that. So here it is. My dime, my destiny's determined, right? Right? The nickel, God's spirit is within me. It's with me. My penny, my past is what? Forgiven. Grab a quarter. Come on, get a quarter. Some of you are like, it's too rich. Put it in your hand. Quarter. I want you to write spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. Some of you are thinking, where's the Q word? We've had a we've had a word that I mean it was the alliteration was awesome till now. You're throwing me off. How am I gonna celebrate if I can't remember the Q word? Just remember this. I can continue to grow. I can continue to grow. I don't have to say the same. It's not a Q word, but some of you said it like it was. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I can continue to grow. You won't forget it. Quill you. Remember when Jesus told a story about a farmer. In that story, this farmer planted seed. And of the seed he planted, a quarter of the seed grew. 
A quarter of the seed that that farmer planted actually grew. Only one quarter. Think about this. 75% didn't grow. Only one quarter grew. You celebrate that growth. Matthew 13 says it this way. As he scattered the seed, some fell on the road, some and the birds ate it, some on the gravel, and it sprouted quickly, but it didn't put down roots. So the sun came, and it withered away just as quick. Some fell in the weeds, and as it came up, it was strangled out by the weeds. Some fell on good soil. Circle that word, good soil. That's your heart. That's what that is. And produced a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. What percent grew? 25% grew. One quarter growth. How many of you right now would settle for one quarter growth in your retirement funds? Yeah, I'd be fine with 25%. Right? Why wouldn't you settle that? Why wouldn't you celebrate that spiritually? Come on. We're growing, changing. It's not information, it's transformation. There's actually things happening. Come on, people around me are come, getting to closer to Jesus. People, are, If people around you are getting closer to Jesus, you're growing too. Because you know what? You know why? They're going to bring you with them. Some of you are beat up by the enemy because you don't feel like you're growing, but people around you are celebrate the quarter growth around you that God is doing through you that's incredible what do you think your life would look like just what do you what do you think your life would look like if you just celebrate it come on everybody just celebrate it. The, dream with me for just a second. What would it look like if you were to go through life on a daily basis with an attitude of celebration? Uh, that you, you had some trigger every time you saw a penny or a, a nickel or a dime or a quarter. Come on, everyone. And you said, thank you, God. Thank you that my past is forgiven, that I have, that I have a destiny ahead of me. Thank you, God, that my sins are, I no longer have to wallow in the self-pity of my failures, but I know that I'm forgiven. Come on. Think about what it would look like. You'd be richer. Right? Like a lot richer. Stand to your feet all over this room. I think your faith would be stronger. I think your struggles, even though they're there, I still think they'd be lighter because your focus, your perspective isn't on the struggle. It's upon the conqueror who's walking you through, who's walking with you, that you're no longer struggling on your own, but you've got a partner that's walking with you. Hmm. How many of you are thankful that your past is forgiven? you have a destiny ahead of you that you're growing along the way God we thank you today this is a day of celebration this is a day listen church we we celebrate this season that we're in can I encourage some celebration around this place 
Can I encourage you where you go and what you say and who you are to be a person of celebration? Listen, bust out them corny Christmas sweaters. Right? Light them up, baby. I don't care. Celebrate something. Right? Celebrate. Be one of those people that's just bubbly. How you doing? It's Christmas time. Right? Why not? Why not? How many of you are glad that God has a future for you right now in this room? Yes, Lord Jesus, we love you today. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your life. God, we thank you that you chose to come and to be born like you were under ridiculous circumstances, God. We thank you. We thank you that we get to choose whether we're in relationship with you or whether we're not. God, because you chose us, we you opened the door that we could choose you. There's nothing like, there's nothing like knowing that we have an opportunity to walk hand in hand with God every day. Is that true? Come on, church. This morning, if you happen to be here and you're just like, you know what? I I want to know that my relationship with God is solid like you're talking about. Listen, I want to say this to you before, before we go. Everybody in an atmosphere of prayer right now, I just want to say this out loud to, to many of you. Don't believe the lie of the enemy that says you're not enough. Listen, listen to me. None of us are enough without Christ. We've never been enough. We'll never be enough. We can't do any. You can do nothing to be saved other than choose him because of his choice for you. You see, it's because of Christ that we get to walk in relationship with him. So this morning, if you're not walking in relationship with God, I, I couldn't encourage you enough. I would spend the rest of the day talking to you in one-on-one if I needed to, to try to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. But if you're here and you're like, you know what? I've given my life to Christ, but I just don't feel adequate to live the life out. Stop listening to the lie of the enemy and just understand that your future is in him because of what he did, not because of who you are or what what you've done. Come on, church. God, we thank you today. But if you're here today and you say, you know what? I want to give my life to Jesus. Raise your hand all over this room. Let today be a day of celebration for your heart. Come on, all over this room. Yes, yes, yes. All over the place. God, we give ourselves to you. We, 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 we choose you. Come on, raise your hand all over this room. We choose you. We don't hold back. We're going to celebrate you and us. That you're the true Lord. You're the true leader. You're the true Lord of our lives. Today, today, God, we understand that we'll never really be enough, but you're always enough. (laughs) 
today we we say yes to you all over this house. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that he's the son of God, that you shall be saved. He'll forgive your sin and he'll bring you into a relationship with him. God, we give you our lives today. And we celebrate you all across this place. Come on, church. Come on, celebrate the Lord right now over this room. God, we celebrate you. We thank you. We love you. We are proud, God, to be walking with you. We give you praise. Jesus, help us. Help us to have that atmosphere, that attitude, wherever we go, whoever we're with. May the world know, may the world around us know that it's not us, but it's with, with what's within us. It's changing us and challenging us every day. And may a passion and a desire, a hunger for you be in existence. May we celebrate it in Jesus' name throughout this season. Amen. Amen. Give him praise in this place. We love him. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.